Hello. Hello. And welcome back to episode five. Episode five of the Up and Out podcast. They Ooh. never, haters said we would never make it this far. <laughs> I don't think anyone paid enough attention no. <laughs> to us to say that. I also hope we don't have haters yet, but you know, probably do. I'm sure we do. Yeah. Who everyone, like I said in what episode number one, everyone and their mom has a podcast. There doesn't need to be another podcast, mm-hmm. but we did it because we have so many opinions and we have so many way too long-winded conversations about stuff in our personal yes. life that we're like, might as well record it, put it on the internet. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening to last week's episode on Pokemon. We hope you learned a little bit. We already had someone text us about um, how we flopped with our faves and they wanted us to know their faves. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a Gen 1, in their words, ho. Yeah. And I must agree with some of the things I've heard. Sorry, I literally... It's he on- is so busy. It is. <laughs> he's, he's getting so many emails. Yeah, that was actually our first sponsor trying to connect with <laughs> yeah. me. Um, no, I put my laptop on Do Not Disturb, so I don't really understand why it's doing that. Anyway, this week we are talking about the one... The only Gunter's wearing her face on his shirt as we speak. I am. Hello. It's me. Adele. Adele. She sets fire to the rain. She makes you miss every toxic ex you've ever broken up with. She rolls down dirty in the deep trenches of the music industry. Um, but y'all know, before we get into the meat of the episode, we mm-hmm. gotta do our ups and outs. We have to. It's the only segment that's about us. Yeah. Okay. We so, have to get our well, five I mean, in. yeah. Okay. Anywho, do you want to start, Gunter, with your up or your out? Uh, I'll start with my out. Um, I have to start physical therapy because your boy has pelvic floor dysfunction. If you don't know what that means, Trevor, can you give us like a like a dumb dumb definition of it cuz you're in the medical field? Sure. It really just so your pelvic floor are muscles and they're like a bowl. They hold all your organs. Yes, like at the base of your abdomen in your pelvic area. Um and so there are a lot of like reproductive organs in that area, but this does these muscles are kind of holding them. It doesn't. What do you have, mean? There are a lot of reproductive organs in that area. Like everyone just both, has like you know their their normal set, right? Most no, people. I just meant because both <laughs> male and female sexes. You said can, there were a lot of reproductive organs in there, though. Yes, Gunter. I just mean both male and female have you know, a bunch like of the organs games. down there. You know how the. You know how the Hunger Games, where they have the big, what's it called? The thing that has all this, the weapons in it? The cornucopia. The cornucopia. I wanted to call it a fuglehorn, but something didn't feel right in the moment. That's a musical instrument for everybody. So it's like the pelvic floor is the cornucopia of reproduction. It's the cradle of no, life. No, if, if you, you will. had not interrupted me, <laughs> there are a bunch of. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There are a bunch of reproductive organs and other mm. organs that are supported by the pelvic floor. 
Including the intestines. Yes. The rectum, the bladder, the, you know, the uterus if you're a woman. Yeah, I talked about my pooping and peeing habits with a stranger a little more than I would feel comfortable So with. anyway, those muscles can spasm or they cannot be as, you know... Toy! Yeah, I was I literally going to say that, actually, in that tone, too. <laughs> but then I decided not to, and you did it for me. So, um, yeah, sometimes it just... You need to strengthen those muscles or get their firing under control. So you have to stop having spasms. And they, it feels like fire, baby. So that's what Gunter needs physical therapy for. But let me tell you, physical therapy is expensive. Well, that's part of why it's my out. It's not even that I have to get physical therapy. It's that... I went to my first session and learned how expensive it's going to be. It's going to be like 125 per session. And I'm sure that they have to do this. $125, not a dollar and 25 cents. Yeah, no. So, God, no. I, yeah. I think if everyone that's <laughs> capable of tuning in probably knows that. Um, yeah, they did like three or four exercises max with me that like normally if I'm watching like an exercise video and like... When's the last time I've exercised? I can't tell you. But when I do exercise and I'm like watching my Apple Fitness or whatever, my videos, I'm doing like 17 exercises in the span of 20 minutes. I was there for an hour and did like three or four, and it's costing me more than a year of Apple Fitness. So I figure maybe this isn't for me, and it feels a little scammy because they only did a few exercises and they're all so basic. It's like stretches I used to do in Taekwondo when I was a kid. So I'm thinking not go to physical therapy, rely on Trevor and his medical friends for unofficial, unsolicited medical advice, right? Medical information, knowledge, not yeah. advice. And a lot, of, and honestly, a lot coin. of people will sometimes go to physical therapy just for like one to two sessions, just so they can learn the exercises and then do them at home. Because physical therapists also understand how expensive it is. Yeah. So that's not uncommon. But yeah, that does kind of stink that, you know, you want to go get some care and it's just way too much money. Mm-hmm. Welcome to so America. That's, that's my out. Can't yeah. afford to take care of my body. So I'm going to take the, take the long road and try to do it myself. Yes, my out this week, I mean, this is an out that I have basically anytime one of these is coming up, so it's nothing new, but we have a midterm OSCE this week, and I just don't want to study for it. I don't, because it stresses me out, and then I freak out, and then I end up doing fine usually, so I don't know why I freak out every single time, but it's just on my mind right now, and it's stressing me out, because I'm like, I should be studying. I should be studying so I don't make a fool of myself in front of the actor and the teacher. An OSCE fake patient comes in with some disorder, and we have to diagnose and treat them. It's like a big simulation. They're not fun if you go into medical school or nursing school or PA school. No, it's a really good opportunity to mess up and then learn yes, from it. Yes, it's a learning experience, but it's also graded, so it's scary. Student teaching. Yeah. I had to do stuff like that in college. Anyway, too. Gunter, what is your up of the week? My up is very obvious, and it has something to do with some of the extra noises you might hear in the background today, if my editing skills don't cut all of them out. Our kitties are here! Yay! We have two kitties. We talked about them a little bit on our last episode. Um, they are actually... So, they're 
it's like if they don't know where we are, they will be screaming. Yeah, they so, meow meow. Like babies cry when they want their mom. Yeah. So they are on the table right now in our studio, both fast asleep, which is very cute. Yes. Um, so if you look at our Instagram, you'll see some photos of the cats. The dark tabby looking one, his name is Io. Like the moon of Jupiter, right? It's Jupiter, not Saturn. Yes. Okay, I was right. And the golden orange one, the golden orange tabby, his name is Apollo because he's golden like the sun. So we got a moon and the sun. And they revolve, well, we revolve around them. Um, They are literally on the table and Apollo is sitting in like a cat bed to, to do his little sleepy time. And I... He was, he's like the louder purr of the two. I've I never heard of a cat purr as loud as him, to uh, be honest. It literally sounds like an engine revving. Yeah. Like a tiny And he's just a engine. kitten. Yeah. So, but he has never laid in his bed before, but Gunter put him in his bed. And I think he found it so comfortable. He was just purring up a storm, but now he's asleep. So that's put, why you can't hear it I anymore. put some soundproofing, like foam panels around it. And I was like, here you go. Now go to sleep and shut up. Love yeah. you. <laughs> They're they're so freaking cute, and they're so sweet. They cuddled with us all through the night last night, and they're just, they're more than I could have hoped. They really have, like, lightened my heart, and the house is filled with love again, and I'm just all kinds of happy. I love them already, even when they claw at me, mm. but it's fine. But um, they claw at you to climb on you yes, and be they love parrot cat, cat yeah, parrot. They like to climb up. Your body and, and get on your, on your shoulders, shoulder. but that involves literally clawing your legs and body to get on your shoulders. So. Apollo likes it a lot. I call him Parrot Cat. Yeah, Io doesn't really do it. Io's not. I don't know if Io likes heights as much as Apollo, but which is good for my sanity. Yeah, because <laughs> Apollo do be scaring me sometimes. Um, my up this week is that on the day that this will air to the public, we will be in Las Vegas. <laughs> slot machine because we are seeing weekends with adele in las vegas adele we're gonna go to vegas to see adele at caesar's palace i can't do a british accent caesar's palace yeah palace i don't know um that sounded like alan carr um they are good friends yes and I'm um, sure from a similar area of London, too. They both have that Cockney accent. As you all may know, this has been a long time coming. The residency was canceled, de- like, delayed over a year. No. Close, close to, to a, a year. year. Yeah. We were supposed to originally see her last February. March. Oh, March. It okay, March. March. March 5th, to be exact. And uh, now we're not seeing her until December 10th. But and we say until it's literally yeah. less than a week away and we're buzzing. Yes. I'm so freaking excited. And when this comes out, we will be in Vegas. So we're going to be in Vegas. Um, we're only staying two nights, but we are so excited. Only. I, I've baby, never, we're going to be there well, long enough to I've empty n- my bank account. I've never even been to Las Vegas before. So this is very exciting. And I'm sure. Do you plan on gambling when you go? You keep. You keep asking if we're going to, like, go? I want to gamble once. Okay. Like, I want to take I mean, $25 you, you, and, 
and put it in a slot machine. It'll be gone in like four I know, minutes. but that's... Uh, see, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see Las Vegas. I hear it's really cool to look, like, walk around, look at stuff. And, of course, we're going to blow all our money out of Dell's gift shop. I so, mean, have I been yeah. mentally preparing to spend, like, $500 on sweatshirts, Please t-shirts? don't do she $500. Has a, she has a card set with her face as, like, the, the backside of oh, the card. Oh, I like that. I'm going to get, like, two Adele card sets. Um, also, I just climbed into bed with Apollo, and we're both rushing to get our phones out. They love cuddling. Yeah, they cuddle. But yes, that is my up this week. And uh, I can't wait. So excited, so excited. And this is a perfect... Uh, lead into the episode because like i said the episode's about adele <laughs> we're titling it drum roll please i don't know if i can find a drum roll sound but uh welcome to the adele part one part one yes this is a two-parter baby so today you're getting part one the first episode and then a week from now, you'll get to hear all about our mm, Vegas in two weeks. Two weeks? Yeah. You don't want it to be the week after? Oh, well, Oops. I guess it could be that we just have to record immediately then when we get back. Yeah. Which is fine. We'll I mean, figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, so part two incoming yes. a week or two after. Yeah. You'll hear our review of the show, what we thought, what she did. It will be filled with spoilers, of course. But you can't get tickets anyway, so no, you can't. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, but if you are going, oh yeah, after yeah, us, yeah. don't listen to that yeah. episode. Until. So today we're just going to talk about Adele, why Gunter's obsessed with her, why I also am slightly obsessed with her, and we're going to also review her latest album, Thirty, uh, the divorce album that we were waiting yes. for. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about the residency and the drama behind it, and then, like he said. Part two will be a review of the residency and our time in Vegas. Yay! Are you ready to get it started? I am so ready to say hello from the other side. Yes. Okay. Cue the music. Ah! Hello from the other side. I must have called it Welcome back. No, we are back. <laughs> <laughs> We're back and we are ready to talk to you. I'm ready to talk to you and convince you that Adele should be your number one favorite artist in the entire world. So I'm going to read a little bit from her Wikipedia page just because it's the easiest thing. It Like it's all there. They even, so her full name is Adele Lori Blue, the color, Adkins. So she's got two middle names. Already fancy. A, a badass, right? And if you know anything about pronunciation, speech pathology, IPA, anything like that. Under her name on Wikipedia, there's a recent update next to it that shows you how to pronounce her first name. The first one is Adele uh-huh. in, in phonetics. The next one is Adele, Adele. with a W at the that end. That is funny. Because her Cockney <laughs> accent has her like... It's me, Adele. Bit. It's me, Adele. <laughs> she doesn't say Adele. That's yeah. what we do. All right. She's an English singer and songwriter. Duh. She's known for her soul ballads um, about heartbreak and nostalgia, which generated a global cross-cultural appeal. She hey. graduated in arts from the Brit School in 2006. Is if that you know, a high school? 
If you know anything about the Brit School, you know that it is a huge performing arts school in England. Um, And it provides education and vocational training for the performing arts, music, music technology, theater, musical theater, dance, applied theater, and creative arts like that. She, um, well, that school has put out notable alumni such as Amy Winehouse. Um, I think Leona Lewis, the I keep bleeding love. I'm pretty sure she, yes, she is confirmed to be uh, a graduate of there. What is it? You didn't answer my question. Is it a high school? It's a high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like fame. <laughs> like, have you ever seen the movie Fame or anything like Like Glee, Nar. except if the whole oh. school was all about teaching so this isn't arts. this isn't like Juilliard. It's a high school it's version. It's a high school of- version where you like... You, like, specialize in it. And okay. they had to, like, audition So it's like in. where our friend Chandler went to high school. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except this one's, like, international. Yeah, uh, yeah. Imogen Heap is from there. Uh, Jesse J went to school there. Oh, wow. I'm trying to see if there's anybody else that listeners might know. But anyways, oh, okay. she went to a big, well, an internationally renowned um, performing arts high school graduated in 2006 and she signed her first record deal with XL recordings, which I believe was just like an indie label. Like they were mm-hmm. trying to pick up small time artists. And I think she was performing like gigs at local bars and stuff. Her friend put, uh, some of her demos on MySpace Cause that was the thing back in the day. And someone from the record label found them, contacted her and then signed her to the label. So her first album, the debut, 19, releases in 2008. And it was called a sleeper hit, according to this Wikipedia article. Mm. Um, because when it first came out, it didn't break into the U.S. She was, like, getting known in the U.K., dropped a single or two. And then what made her career, what what put her on the international map, especially the U.S. map, was um, her performance for the first time on Saturday Night Live. And it just so happened to be the episode that night where Tina Fey was going to be, uh, like, she was part of the cast that night, Mm -hmm. and Sarah Palin was coming on as a guest. Now, typically, politicians won't come on as guests, um, but I think it was was either during the lead-up to the presidential election or it was right after it was it was around there so it was a big time to have a politician on you know right or left it didn't matter it it was going to get a lot of attention and she performed on that specific show which was one of their highest viewed shows in years i believe what did she perform she performed chasing pavements Mm. and i want to say hometown glory i was gonna say if if you know any songs from 19 it's gonna be those two i feel that yeah yeah. So she said in an interview many years ago, if I'm remembering correctly, that she was flying back home that like the day or the morning after got off the plane and saw that her songs had like gone viral and were selling like crazy on iTunes because that's where everybody was getting their music back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what put her on the map. And then she got a Grammy for 19. I think it was Best New Artist, but I, I cannot confirm. Oh, it was. It was. It was. Uh, is Grammy Award for Best New Artist. Um, Adele released her second studio album, 21, 21, in 2011. 
uh, it became the world's best-selling album of the 21st century with sales of over 31 million copies. It was certified eight times platinum in the UK, which is the highest of a solo artist of all time in that country, and certified diamond in the US. According to Billboard, 21 is the top performing album in the US charts history, topping the Billboard 200 for 24 weeks, the longest for a female artist ever. The album received a record tying six Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year and the Brit Award for British Album of the Year. If you've ever seen, like, uh, pictures of Adele in that, like, black lace dress with the black polka dots on it, and she's, like, crying or talking, like, they got a lot of pictures from that night that they used. Bump it in place. Bump it in place. Yeah. The extra hair <laughs> extensions put in, yeah. everything. Um, that was the night. Uh, then she does Skyfall for James Bond. So when 21 comes out, she becomes a worldwide phenomenon. An unex- female phenomenon. Okay. Um, that's the not the next episode, but the next episode. Oh, yes. The yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, did you know that Adele identifies, n- not really, but like makeup-wise, she's like, I'm kind of a drag queen. I put on my big lashes. I do my makeup all big, and I get my hair all big. Okay, Dolly Parton. She also loves drag queens. Okay. Um, So 21 is what made her career blow up and made her like a household name. Like she's, she, she is like one of the top selling artists in history and she's two albums into her career. Like she just exploded and no one was expecting 21 to explode like that because it wasn't poppy. It came out in 2011 when like. Uh, Jesse J was taking over the radio and I think Ed Sheeran's music was starting to come out mm. for the first time. Gaga was coming out with Born This Way and all this other. So everything was very pop and rock influenced and a lot of rap and hip hop. Nicki Minaj is coming up in that mm-hmm. time. So her music would not have been expected to be as record breaking as it was because it was on the slower soulful R&B side. So anyway... She, between 2011 and 2015, she is becoming a mother. She gives birth to her first son, Angelo. She uh, is becoming long-term partners with uh, Simon, her now ex-husband. And she's writing and is supposedly uninspired for a little while and just wants to be a mom and doesn't necessarily want to be in the music industry uh, anymore because the fame of 21 scared her a lot but then we finally get it people hello. hello hello yes um people are watching the x factor in the uk one night and there's just like a 30 second commercial mm. where it just says hello it's me i was wondering if after all these years you'd well, like i to thought meet. that was the super bowl too did she not do am i making that up <laughs> i don't think it was a super bowl i'm oh. pretty sure it was like the finale of the x factor or something for some reason i thought it was a commercial during the super bowl and it was just her eyes but i could be wrong. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> so she was teasing Hello, which came out like a few days later. Uh, it was the first thing I did that morning when I woke up. I watched the video. I'm pretty sure it was like late to class or something, and I did not care. I got to the music building, and everybody knowing me at that time, uh, well, knowing me at any time at this point, everybody, the professors, all of my friends were like, have you seen it? Did you hear it? Have you seen it? Have you heard? Like, I'm the resident Adele fanatic wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Hello is the lead single from her album 25, which became the the year of 2015's best-selling album. Even though it was only released in November, she had two she had like a month and a half really 
to make that album sell, and it became the biggest selling album in a month and a half. I mean, crazy. Didn't that also happen with Thirty? Yeah, or like no. like she constantly is like meeting she's always herself. Like, I'm gonna or wait till November to break this. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, she's very fall. Like yeah. she loves a fall release. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her second album to be certified diamond in the U.S. It earned her five Grammy Awards, uh, Grammy of the Year, bunch of Brit Awards, British Album of the Year. Grammy of the Year is not an award. I don't know what you're talking about. Album of the Year? Album of the okay. Year, yeah, yeah, yeah. You always say I Grammy. always say Grammy of the Year, <laughs> yeah. and that's not a thing. But when I say it, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I just clarifying for the people. And so it was up against Lemonade at the time, and it was really controversial that 25 won over Lemonade because there's some criticisms of the music industry and the recording academy and all that. Um, I would have been happy with either one. I thought Lemonade was a fantastic album, and I think we could also review that one in the future. Okay. Um, Hello became the first song in the United States to sell over 1 million digital copies within a week of its release. So even with the single, she's everybody was singing hello. It was all over the freaking internet. I mean, I swear they were playing it on the radio like every four songs. They were. <laughs> 100%. Uh, and then I got the privilege of seeing her in 2016, like a month after I had like my first big adult relationship end so it was perfect timing for me to go cry my little heart out Ooh, mm-hmm. foreshadowing um i saw her in nashville at the bridgestone arena and we were in the nosebleeds so i had to take binoculars to see her but i still had a really fantastic time so if i had that good of a time when she was basically just standing on the stage and it was all like a light show and she didn't do a whole lot. I'm excited to see what the Vegas show was going to do when she's got all the, you know, the movement and the, and the fireworks and stuff. I'm excited. Um, so from 2015, when she releases 25 crickets after her world tours over it's crickets for years, we get little bits of rumors here and there. Right. Yeah. And who knows how, well, a lot of them were not real. Yeah, she says 99% of the stuff yeah. that comes out is always people just looking to sell a tabloid. I swear so, her, like, Twitter stan accounts or whatever would be like, something's coming, like, every month for, like, three years. You know how, you know how <laughs> we read, well, I read Tay, Taylor Swift fans for, like, reading way too much into what she puts out? Mm-hmm. Adele fans are... Like, we're literally, like, lost puppies begging for scraps, and she'll go five years without acknowledging us, and then we have to spend that entire time being like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, we get excited for the first two or three years, and then we're like, the bitch ain't ever coming back. But honestly, I think, and, and just to touch on this a little quickly, he talked about some controversy with Lemonade, whatever, but, um... I think one reason that Adele is so loved by the public as a person and an artist Mm. is because she's never in the limelight for long enough for her reputation to be tainted. If that not saying not saying it would be tainted if she was more public with everything, it might, but it might be like she's not she's not one to ever really go on social media She's not one to... You know how a lot of people, like like famous people, if you're ever watching TMZ or watching mm -hmm. maybe a YouTube channel that's all about famous people or whatever, famous people that stop and talk to the paparazzi, you can tell that they enjoy being famous. Like, it's something that they've accepted and they're not mad about and they're always trying to, you know, like, um, 
push something that they're doing currently, like, in the media, so mm-hmm. it sells or whatever. Adele hates the paparazzi. I don't think I've ever seen her, like, stop and chit-chat with them. She says all the time in interviews that she hates being famous, which I don't care if you like it or hate it. It's just part of her personality. Um, she hates it. She has to have, like, a whole team assemble plans to get her to go in, like, through the back of buildings and not tell anyone just so she can go have, like, a night at a restaurant. Yeah. Which and, is crazy. And I think a lot of celebrities talk about how they don't love fame. Um, I, I know Lady Gaga has talked about it before and everything. But with Adele, I don't know. It's, like, her not always being under a spotlight makes her even more relatable. She's already so relatable. I know Gunter saw her in 2016, but if you've ever seen videos of her performing, she's like, Gunter likes to say she's like half stand-up comedy, half amazing performer, singer, songwriter. Um, and, and like, I don't know, there's just something so relatable about someone who lives in a $54 million mansion. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's so weird like she she is like one of the best vocalists of all time breaking all these records diamonds getting all these awards and yet she seems like she could be your friend like she's gonna I be in know. history books it's, yeah it's kind of insane. she already is she her, well she's in my music her theory music books is, was in college. my music theory but we probably had the same music theory book yeah but, yeah like, like we studied one of her songs in class one day and i was like Wait, Adele's not old enough to be, yeah. like, like, researched or whatever, but there she is. Um, so, skipping to 30. Yeah, sorry, I just had to interject about no, how she's fine. a person. You're fine, yeah. go for it. I, I love that she's so relatable, even though she's, like, worldwide phenomenon. Like, mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, so, she actually hosts SNL, like, an episode of it in October of 2020 so ladies and gentlemen uh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen uh, yeah. that's where that little sound bite came I from. Me, yeah. <laughs> um she gets invited to host and all the rumors are swirling i we i was in an anthropology with you and your roommate at the time mm-hmm. and i got the tweet and i like screamed i was like i could not focus on what we were doing for the rest of the day because i needed to know what was happening is she releasing new music is she performing what and then she gets on the show and she's just the host and she in her opening monologue says i know y'all are expecting me to perform but i'm not going to because my album ain't ready and she (laughs) said honestly i'm not ready to do both yeah so um she keeps it real. She's not afraid to say no. Honestly, an inspiration. So she does the SNL uh, hosting gig, and it's hilarious. She's one of the better hosts that I've seen. Like, I know I'm biased, but there's sometimes where the hosts don't exactly catch on to what's going on, and I think her sense of humor really fit uh, SNL really well. Yeah. So, and she doesn't take herself too seriously. Like, that helps, no. you know. And then... Almost another year goes by, and we're all like, "What? You were on you were on SNL. COVID's happening. You came out of like COVID lockdown to come do SNL, and then we don't hear from her. But then until the thirties start popping up all over the world. I think the first one was in like Ireland or something. I'm looking it up right there, now. and. I was like, I remember seeing it and I sent it to Gunter because I don't think he had even seen it yet. I, he was busy at, at work or something. And I was like, and and Adele had said in the past that she wasn't going to do another like number album. 
but there was this billboard in either Spain or Ireland or something, and it was just the number 30 with, like, this blue background. And I was like, is this, did they put this out too early? Like, why, why is this here but nowhere else? And then as the days went on, more and more popped up everywhere. They were on the Eiffel Tower. They were on the Roman Colosseum. They were on the London, or the, the, what is that, Tower Bridge in London? Like, by the Louvre. It was 30 popping up everywhere on all these famous landmarks. And honestly, some people were not happy. Because they were like, you're using famous historical places to advertise something. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was iconic. Okay. Um, so Monday, October 4th, after the weekend, Adele's social media accounts and websites were updated to match that bluish green background that were on the colors of the advertisements with the word 30 on them, um, which obviously meant, like, that was our confirmation on that Monday yeah, that this was Adele. Because still then people were like, what if this isn't Adele? What well, if these 30s are just what, something else? That's what Cassie said to me, yeah. teacher bestie. She was like, you're getting all excited over this big 30 on all these tweets you're saying, but there's no confirmation it's your girl. Like, yeah. What if, what if you're getting excited for nothing? And I said, no, no one else, no one else would do this. No one else would have an, a big just 30 and everybody on the planet knows what it's talking about. It's completely out of context, and that's how famous she is. Mm -hmm. So, 30 comes out, and we have yet to see the Grammy Awards. We have to wait until February. Yes. So, we're going to see if it wins any accolades. I am predicting that it will win quite a few. Yes. Based on her record and, and how well-received 30 was. Can you tell us a little bit? So, you already said it's her divorce album, but... Yep. Talk about the Saturn return a little bit. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So 30 overall is an album about Adele's divorce from her husband and then the effects of that divorce on um, her motherhood um, and the fame on her life. And uh, there's a lot of thematic material that's about like regret and then acceptance and hope and, uh, a lot of it is actually very moving forward and being feeling your feelings in the present, but not necessarily looking in the past. Uh, what was the original question? The Saturn return. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So 30 is like uh, heavily, I wouldn't say heavily, but a lot of the visuals for the album and her live performances so far, based on the ones we've seen on TV, have been inspired by the astrological uh, concept called the Saturn return. And so for Saturn to make a, com or to complete an orbit around the sun, it takes roughly 30 Earth years. Mm -hmm. So when someone reaches the age of, eight, whoa, when someone reaches the age of 30, that is called their Saturn return. Yes. And it's kind of like a time of self-discovery, a next big step in someone's life. And so Adele, in her interview with Oprah, I think, mentioned her Saturn return and how this album is kind of indicative of that. Yeah, so um, she's definitely a believer in some like percentage of astrology, enough so that 
this idea of Saturn returning when you're around 30 and you having this big upheaval in your life that you have to learn to work through and that you grow from was a big thing that she had talked about with her friends. Um, and she ended up using some astrological references in the visuals in the one night only with Adele, where she performed her at the earrings Griffith. were literally Saturn. The yeah. Saturn earrings <laughs> yeah. are gorgeous. They were custom made too. But so this, this album is very she like, she also has a Saturn tattoo yeah, after she, she got through it all. She got a Saturn mm-hmm. tattooed on her arm, but this album is extremely personal. Like all of her music has been personal in the past, but this, this is like, people have said is her most real raw personal album yeah i would say you know before we get into the the nitty-gritty wikipedia says that it was met with wide uh, widespread critical acclaim for its cinematic instrumentation which we're going to get into um her vocal performance and the introspective lyrics i would argue that on 30 she she still kept her you know how Adele can make old people and young people and everyone in between relate to her music? Mm-hmm. That's a really hard thing to do because everyone's going to relate to a different approach, a different um poetic device, right? The younger kids like the fast, choppy um uh stuff that sounds orally really nice together in a rhythm and but new but aren't yeah. necessarily listening to the the poetic translation of the lyrics does mm-hmm. that make sense well vice versa might be a little different i think 30 is one of her best attempts at creating lyrics that generally anyone can fit into their life if they're going through something and relate to but also really cutting back on hiding things, cutting back on any kind of like uh, bullshit that you can't be vulnerable, that people will see too much. She really, really did peel a layer off that the other albums had not exactly shown. Yeah, and it's hard to say, like, is this her best album? Because first of all, her albums are so good. Like, They're also good. It's, it's really hard. Like... Yes, but this album, I think, is definitely her most um, diverse and, like, interesting album to me. It doesn't sound like the same song played over and over. over. Not that that her other albums are like that, but this album, to me, has the least number of, like, skips because each one is, like, brings a different thing to the table. Yeah, I would agree. So... I think we've talked enough about her career. I think we should get into the 30 album review. I think we should. So similarly to our Taylor Swift Midnight's episode, if you haven't listened to it, go do it. It was our opening episode. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about it track by track. Are we going to rate each track? Yes. Okay. We're going to rate each track. She's my favorite. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about them. This is an album that Gunter and I have listened to so many times. So uh, we probably won't need to take a break in between each one to listen to each song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> let's start rolling. Okay. Let's start rolling in the Okay, everyone. Really we're giddy. starting with the first track. 
Strangers by Nature. I'm going to play just a little snippet of each track so we can get a, a vibe. And you can hear it this time. Yeah. I'll be taking flowers to the cemetery of my heart for all of my life. Okay, so that was the first 15 seconds, and then I'll give just a smidge at the end. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, so as you heard, this is, like Gunter said before, very cinematic. It feels like it's setting the tone kind of like an overture to like the opening of um a movie it's giving very like old hollywood-esque but also like weird distorted unexpected um like sounds are going on in it and um this was a shocker when I first heard it, I don't think anyone was really expecting it from Adele. <laughs> so the first night, um, uh, like Trevor did not come over. I was living in my apartment on my own at the time. And I was, my students and my colleagues all know that I'm an Adele fanatic. So I was getting really hyped up all day long. And I was like, what is the rest of the album going to sound like? We've only heard Easy On Me. And then a a, a very like, janky recording of to be loved Mm -hmm. like the day before so i'm getting really excited i get my bottle of wine because one of the song titles is i drink wine so i'm i'm ready i'm walking around my apartment all the lights are turned off except my wax melters and some string lights and i'm just vibing this is the first song that plays and i'm shook i'm shook to my core I never expected this, like, Judy Garland, 1940s, 50s, haunted Disney, like, Alice in Wonderland went topsy-turvy, we're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a mysterious, like, intro to an old Judy Garland-esque Wizard of Oz movie. Yes. Precisely. And... Because of that, like, it it works very well as an intro, but for me, it wasn't a song I necessarily wanted to, like, play all the time because it doesn't really have, like, an extremely strong chorus or or anything like that. It's just kind of, it's just like an intro to set the mood. As a musician, when I got the sheet music and wanted to learn how to play it because it sounded so hauntingly beautiful and just different, I I knew that it wasn't your normal pop song where the chords are very predictable. That's what a lot of pop music is for all my non-musicians out there. Um, A lot of pop music uses the same chunk of notes in, in very similar patterns. It's just that like the vocals and the melody might be a little different. It was completely breaking all of those rules. So when I went to learn how to play it, it was quite a challenge on the piano because it keeps moving out of a key. Mm-hmm. It's It doesn't want to stay in a regular key and doesn't play normal patterns. She keeps throwing you off the scent, which really does give off the vibe that, you know, 
there was a disconnect in the relationship that she's singing about. They really were strangers because they couldn't ever fully see eye to eye. The music never settles into one spot. Yeah, and it's it becomes really apparent when she first sings Strangers by Nature in the, I guess it's the chorus of it. Yeah. it it's like you're hit with this just very unexpected chord that yes, kind of throws of you nowhere. off. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you rate this song? This song is, it's genius. It's not a pop anthem. It is genius. Out of 10? 8. Okay. 8.5. I thought you'd go a little higher. I I, I was going to say 8, just for the same reasons that you said. Well, like in the context of the album. Yeah, like, true. It's going to be really hard to not rank them all yes, 9 yeah. or 10 for me. But yeah, I would also say an 8, unexpected. You're not going to like... Well, I don't know. I do catch myself singing it sometimes. Um, I'm singing it all the time. It is a it is a work of art. Mm-hmm. That was unexpected. So, next track, Easy, Easy on, on me. me. All right, we all know the piano intro. Let's hear it. Right. we've all heard it the single it was a breakout it like i have goosebumps right the, now and i've heard it a thousand the times the music Ugh. video that just so simple but so complex and elegant she she made a joke about how um right she was like haha you didn't think my like single was gonna be just a piano ballad or whatever <laughs> like or she said it she thought it was pretty punk to put out a, a comeback single as a piano ballad instead, instead of like, of like, one like of the high energy yeah yeah um but yeah it i mean this song broke records correct yeah like, it was, i'll be surprised yeah. if it i will be truly genuinely shook if it doesn't win record of the year and song of the year Oh, yeah, there's yeah, a difference. There's, yeah. there's a difference. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'll be surprised if it doesn't win that because it was so instantaneously mm-hmm. a like a lifelong hit. Everybody's yeah. going to know that song. And people liked it that weren't even like huge Adele fan. Like people, everybody was Yes, it was playing it. a lot on the radio. Yes, it was everywhere. But I don't know. It just is kind of, it's, I feel like it's a song that's going to last generations. It's so good. I haven't listened to it in a while, and I feel like I should. It is one of the first singles in my entire life. It is one of very few that I can play on repeat over and over and over again, and it doesn't get overplayed in my mind. And sometimes artists really be putting out flops for singles. I don't know why. Not Adele, but some people. Your faves can never. (laughs) So Easy On Me is the first song that we got from 30 to set the mood and the tone about what she was about to dig into with this. Um, It's essentially a song that she's singing to her son, Angelo, about how when she left his father, her her husband at the time, and long-term partner, she just wasn't happy and didn't know how to describe where that came from, why she felt like she needed to leave the marriage. I don't know what that experience is like, but I do know 
not knowing how to go about needing to leave a relationship and not wanting to cause problems for other people's lives, but knowing that it's something that you have to do for you. Yeah. And this is kind of like a song that, you know, Angelo can listen back to in the future and hopefully understand more or something when he, when he's older. And you know, uh, I she said this in an interview as well, where she thinks that, or she played it for her male friends who listened to it and then went back to when their mom was getting divorced and realized that it wasn't all about them as the kid. A lot of it was, but their mom was still a person that was trying to figure out the best way to go about it and make everybody happy. There's a lot of pressure on mothers in situations of divorce to continue to be the nurturer, but we forget that the moms are also people too. So it's essentially asking our kid... Um, to go easy on her because she knows that she's going to screw some of this process up and there's no perfect way to handle it. She's still young. She's still learning. Um, and she just kind of had to make a decision to see if it made her happier. Set her free, you know? What do you give it? What do you give it out of 10? Uh, it's, it's like a 9 out of 10. I can't help. It's so a hard. It's, no, I'm saying it should so... be higher. Well, out of the whole album, you think? I mean, there can be multiple tens on an album. I, I, I'm, I'm I would trying say, to not just be okay. like ten, ten, tens across the board. Okay. I would give this song a 9.5. Okay. It's, like it. it's not my absolute favorite on the album, but it's a classic. You can't ever, no one can deny it. It it's really fun amazing. to play on piano because everybody captivating. knows what you're yeah. playing as soon as you play the first two notes. Yeah, that that song, good choice for the single. Just classic Adele. Okay. Track three. My little love. All right, here we go. The run was rough. (laughs) It's giving you the jazz. The smidge. Well. All right, and then I'll skip to another snippet of the song. Again, I just I just noticed this for the first time. It has a very cinematic orchestral mm-hmm. backing to it. It also I know this is going to be only relatable to me and maybe someone else that has my similar form of synesthesia, but My Little Love has, like, the perfect color from its sound. Like, my brain says that the song is the color of the background of the album art. Mm. Every other song on the album, questionable. Just just depends. But My Little Love is that perfect dark, murky, blue-green that's in the background. So yeah. that's that's one thing that stands out to the me. The song, when I, to I mean, it. it does have like a dark quality to it. Um, She's also starting this album. Like the first three tracks are all like emotionally intense. Yes, this. I mean, it's clear what this song is about. It's like a letter to her son. Um, I think one of the most I'm just gonna say heartbreaking lyrics mm. is when she says, um. 
when you lay on me, can you feel the way my heart breaks? Uh, or, or is it, can you hear the way my heart breaks? Can you hear? Can you hear? I think the it's here. Yeah. Breaks. And so, like that that vision of you know a little baby laying on its its mother's chest and like listening to her heartbeat. And she says, can you hear the way my heart breaks? It's like she's trying to nurture him, but at the same time is knows unhappy that she's... And yeah. like, and that, that just, oh, I love that lyric. Um, and also in the song throughout, you hear little like voice memos or um, recordings of Angelo and her interacting. And then at the end, it's a voicemail that she left for one of her friends. Mm-hmm. It's just such, such a very like personal song. What is one of your favorite parts of this song, Gunter? Honestly, the intro, like mm-hmm. the instrumentation is still that very cinematic sound, but mm-hmm. her her lyrics here like aren't trying to be poetic. She's just literally saying, I don't recognize myself. Um in the coldness of the daylight, so I ain't surprised you can read through all my lies. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad to be here when I'm so guilty. I'm so far gone, and you're the only one who can save me. Like, talking about her guilt as a mom, and then saying mama's gotta learn, it's heavy, I'm holding on, catch me. Like, mm-hmm. she's asking her kid to help her out because she doesn't know what the heck she's doing. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to put on a kid, and I think she realizes that, and that's why she wrote it. I wonder, you know, what someone could maybe look at this in terms of postpartum depression. It's a very common thing, Um, but I don't know at what age she wrote this. Uh, She wrote it when I think he was around four or five. Mm, That was a little late for that, but (laughs) yeah. Um, Yeah, what do you rank this one? I'm going to say like 7, 7.5 out of, out of the 10 of this album. It's still a hell of a lot better than a lot of music I've listened to. See, okay. that's not, yeah, I'm rating it on like out of all songs that I think. In the world. So that's what I've been doing. So I give this one an 8. Oh, ew. yeah. I think I'm just doing the context of the album because that's how I like, that's how I digest music a lot of the time. It's like within the context of what that artist is capable of and what story they're trying to tell. Okay. So like Tay-Tay's album, I pretty much wrote or, or like um, scored based on that mindset. So I'm kind of doing the same here. It's like what their personal best or how it speaks to me okay. in, in the context. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe I am doing that. I still say eight. Okay. <laughs> All right, the next one is Cry Your Heart Out, Birch. Oh, wait. My volume's not up. <laughs> Oops. What are we calling her? What do you mean? What are we calling her? She's a bad dude. <laughs> what? It's essentially her singing to herself and saying, okay, yeah, you kind of been wallowing in this for a little while. Just like she cried out. Just cried out, girl. And you got to keep going. You got to like, go with your own pace. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, 
to be honest, this is not one of my favorites on the album. Like, it gets stuck in my head. But this one is fun to sing in the shower. Yeah. Like, like if you can belt a little. Yeah. And, mm. like, the runs she does at the end are fun and stuff. It's just, I don't know. The, her vocal tone, I don't love. Like, the background vocals that she is singing. This is not really my favorite. Um, but, again, she's trying. She's she's giving us a little something different with this album, you know? It's not just all piano ballads. This was Here's, her attempt at, like, doing something a little more upbeat. Uh, and she's kind of... She's kind of explaining and admitting that she knows she has a problem, but she's not exactly sure how to handle it going forward. But she's kind of sick of wallowing in it and knows... It's like the acceptance part of grief. She's accepting that she's brought a lot of these issues on herself and now she's got to figure out how to face them, but we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I like the verses of this song more than the chorus. Yeah. Like when I walk in the room, I'm invisible. I feel like a ghost. Like that. That's very fun. But the chorus, I'm like, Ugh. I think what the song does really well at this point in the album is it layers her vocals and plays around with some of the, digital engineering that you can do in in the production that the other songs are going to take up a notch this one is more fun like they're having a little fun with the engineering and the production part um i'm trying to think if there was a tay tay song on midnights where it just sounded like they were having a little fun with it i think that was maybe karma yeah i see that but yeah the song uh Mm. In the context of the album, I'm gonna give it like six point five or a seven. It's yeah, not like amazing. I was gonna say seven, but I also don't skip it. So yeah, it's a seven. Track five. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Uh, look at her butt. Hmm. No, she don't. Single number two from 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, the second music video. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I was like, whoa, what's going on? Like, as from the, oh, the very first second, it gives you that, like, or whatever. <laughs> And it's just like, whoa, she is giving us some, like, it's giving technology. Very, very modern <laughs> pop. Yeah. It's, yes. it's giving almost hyper pop. Just that tiny well, little spot. Yeah, yeah, just that the tiny spot. little. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's like a really distorted, pitched up um, whistle. I think it's like that, but like pitched up and distorted. I don't think it's a proper oh, instrument. I thought it was like a violin that was distorted or something. But Maybe. Anyway, this is like some of the most poppy you'll ever hear Adele. I think, for sure. Like, um, and this song, like, people are like shaking their booties too in the club. Like, it has yeah. a really heavy dance beat to it mm-hmm. and enough percussion to get people on their feet and want to put your hands in the air like i can see this one at the club with the lights flashing yeah and being honest like when i'm listening to adele i'm not trying to listen to songs like this personally um that doesn't mean i don't like the song i do like the song but 
I'm fine with having an album where you just cry the whole time. <laughs> so, Me too. Just listen to my music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, this is a fun song. It's something different. This this part of the album, this section of the album specifically, is like the more upbeat parts of the album. You can tell she's kind of like, in the beginning, self-reflection. And then at this part, she's like, okay, we're having a little fun. Like, we're going to go out to the club and try to have some fun. And she's kind of maybe exploring new relationships. You know, it's like, if if you look at the album from start to finish, I think you can kind of see a storyline there. Um, My favorite part of the song is, I'm pretty sure when I was pacing my apartment, drinking my uh, wine... Uh, when she goes, yeah. okay, it's the part where she I sings, yes. I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah. I'm a grown and then I do what I want to do. The cats, they yeah. woke up when I went. Yeah. Um, I'm a grown woman and I do what I want to do. Yes, you are, bitch. Yeah. I just, that gave very drag, very like. She's come out the other side of that grief of the divorce. And, like, you Mm -hmm. see a development in the track listing on this song. She's kind of thrown away her cares about, you know, what's going to happen, what has happened. I'm ready to... uh, She wrote this song about wanting to date again. But being as famous as she is, it's nearly impossible to do that like a normal person. Which is what she wants to be when she's not touring as a normal person. So she's like going out and she's trying to meet people, but she keeps being like, she keeps forgetting that she's not married anymore and her friends have to keep reminding her. And she's like, oh shit, yeah, whatever. And with people like her, they have to do like the press releases or else it looks weird. But she's like out in public trying to meet people when they haven't officialized and announced. And it's just, the song is about wanting to just have fun and like, Meet people for serious reasons, like a normal person, but being unable to because everybody is so kind of obsessed with this, like, hookup culture and also having to deal with the fame aspect. Mm -hmm. The song sounds like it's about wanting to go out and, like, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, The song's actually making fun of, like, criticizing that part of our culture when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. Because she, I guess, wants a little more substance behind it. Yeah. Which might or might not show up later in the album. I give Oh My God, like in 8, 8.5. It's like, it's very up there, but it's not my favorite song on the album. I say 8 as well. Mmm, okay. I'd love this song. Like, this album, I think I would have thought it was more of like a replica of 25 had she not put oh my god on it and the next one yes yeah so the next track is (sighs) can i get it right now (laughs) can i get it here's the intro Now, you can take your cowboy hat off, but keep it around because you might need it later. Just a Let's go, girls. Mm, mm, um, mm, mm. 
Mm. Yeah, this song. Adele went country for a minute. She did. Well, and well, she's she gone loves country, country music. She's gone country yeah. before, yeah. But I would say this is one of my favorites on the album. This bridge specifically Ugh. is so freaking good. You can't help but sing along. Ugh, like, it's just so, so good. Uh, I think the words on it are... When will you run with me like I know you want to, like you want to, like you want, you're the one for me, and I'm Mm. counting on you to put the pieces of me back together. Again, she's found a new love. She's trying, you know, she's trying it on. She's, she wants it. And I mean, yes, it is sexual in nature, this song. I Um, don't think it is. I think, I think it's another like a double entendre where it's like. It's throwing you off the scent. Can I get it? I feel like I saw a video of her literally being like, yes, about sex. Can I get it right now? Like, from what I've seen as the Adele aficionado, and I could be wrong, but from what I've seen and what I've heard, I believe that the song is another kind of like reference to how there's a lot of hookup culture. And yes, you want to go out and meet people and have a little fun. Ain't Ain't no shame. But can I get it? sounds sexual on the surface but when you look at the lyrics away from the music you start to realize that she means can i get a partnership like can i get emotionally involved and have like be vulnerable can i get that where i'm at right now in my life yeah can i get that instead of just getting it can i get it because i need you to put the pieces of me back together Mm -hmm. that's literally in the in the bridge that's what she said <laughs> um i i give this one it's a nine the song's like a eight eight or eight point five nine yeah it's up there with oh my god but it, it is like a smidge i think it's better than oh my god for I, i'm me. surprised it wasn't a single because yeah. it is a it is a smidge better than oh my god but it is not the best on the album oh no um but yeah i would give it a nine what's the next track the next track this, I just, uh, if, oh, I can't, I can't, the song is so good. It's, I drink wine. Here's the intro. time i heard this song it was when she was performing it at the what's that place called the griffith observatory, observatory. and i was laying on the couch crying and i looked over and yeah. i was like are you crying because he had never heard the song before i could barely understand half the words she was saying yeah because it was li- it was like live and on tv it wasn't like we yeah were listening not... in headphones or anything yeah, like no. that yeah you're not getting like pristine pristine quality um but this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Any so artist, much so that I'm thinking of getting a tattoo. We've, we've found some tattoo ideas to represent the song and its meaning. Um. So basically, the song is about. And honestly, if you don't get that tattoo soon, I'm just gonna get it instead because I love this song. Well, please don't, because I don't want us to have the same tattoo. well if if i beat you to it then that's a you problem um this song is about what if you get white wine and i get red wine no because you like white wine more okay but no 
It's my tattoo idea. Um, who designed it for you? Anyway, Me, that's this easy. song is called I Drink Wine. It's really not about drinking wine. I mean, no, she, it's it's again it's a red herring. Yeah. It's like another <laughs> like where you think you know what the song is going to be yeah. about and then she throws you for a curveball. Has nothing to do. She well, mentions wine once in I the mean, entire it, song. I mean, it has but, something to do with like why she wrote the song, but the song is not about drinking wine. Yeah. Too bad though cuz my favorite verse is the well, my favorite lyrics are just like the whole second verse. Um, I very much relate to them. Why am I obsessing about, about the things I can't control? Why am I seeking approval from people I don't even know? Girl, that's me my whole entire life. In my I, whole life, I felt that way. That 100% is why you love this song. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and I do think it's like, in relationships, past and present, until recently, I had not focused on like, how they make me feel. It's more like, how do we look together? How do we present ourselves to the public? How, like, yes, they make me happy and they're fun, but, like, I, I'm i always worried about other people's approval. And so listening to this song for the first time, it just hit me really deep. And I started crying because... We all need to learn how to get over ourselves and just literally live. Just let ourselves live and be happy and be loved. And it may seem like the whole world wants things from you. They want your time, your energy, your money. But like when you find someone who just wants you for you, that's amazing. And so this song is beautiful lyrically. It is beautifully written like melodically the instrumentations everything it's a long song there's a lot going on and the music video we love it came out you know pretty late after the album it was supposed to come out earlier and then the vegas residency thing kind of got had to be canceled and got rescheduled so they felt it would look bad to put out the music video so soon after so they had to wait a while and i know i'm gonna sob when i see her sing this live along with a a bunch of other songs too so this song is actually super important to the album uh because it kind of coalesces a lot of her issues with her anxiety and her drinking and where she was at this point in life when she started the album. So so originally the song was actually going to be 15 minutes long. I'm also getting this off from Wikipedia. So, you know, take it with a column of salt. But I've also heard a lot of this in interviews. And her label said to shorten it because they said, quote, listen, everyone loves you, but no one's playing a 15-minute song on radio. Very Taylor Swift, all too well 10-minute version, but even yeah, longer. Should have <laughs> cut, cut it just a smidge. Although I really, really... T- God, hope one day she releases the 15-minute version, because I bet there's a ton of lyrics in there that would... Oof, I would love to hear it. This song is a 10. This song's a 10. Hmm? This song is a 10.5. Next track! Next track is All Night Parking. With? Well, it is featuring a... No. It's not featuring, it's with. Yeah, I was saying featuring a sample from Errol Garner. Because yeah. he's dead. Yeah, he's yeah. dead. <laughs> so. um, and he obviously wrote the piano. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to listen to a little intro to get a vibe. 
so it sounds like an old vinyl, old record. Very jazz. And then, all of a sudden... Then we add a beat, uh, a beat to it. Mm-hmm. A drum set. And this is a little interlude, so it's a very short song, but it is one of my favorites on the album. Um, it's like playful. It's got the old piano. It's got the static, but like a beat. It's like I would say this is very like R and B, but it, 100%. like mixed with. Is that is that jazz piano? Yeah, or, okay. Earl yeah. Garner, I'm pretty sure, yeah. is a jazz pianist. Um, has good lyrics. I imagine it's just about, like, hanging out with someone you love all night. I mean, I don't really know what parking means, but when we first heard it, I know Gunter's parents kind of talked about how maybe it's, like, sitting in a parking lot all night and just talking with the person that... You're like newly dating. Because you don't want to get out of the car and end it. Yeah. Which is apparently what my parents did after yeah. their first date. And that's how they like knew. So I, I, I vibe with that imagery. I like that. So um, yeah, I yeah. think I really do think it's just like a simple reference to like wanting to spend all your time with someone and like mm-hmm. just sitting in the car for hours when you like you you could go to bed. Your eyes are droopy, but you don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. I've had that experience a few times. And yeah. this isn't a song where Adele belts. It's not a song where she, it's like very, very high energy. It's but very simple. She's just like singing a little ditty. And I like it. What do we rate it? I mean, I give this one like an eight also. I really like really? it. Really? Yeah. I like her vocals in it. I don't, I don't dislike any song on this album. But I'm going to give All Night Parking like a 7, 7, 7.5. Okay. It's around there. Mm-hmm. Um, not forgettable, but if I I'm mean, not in the mood. I mean, it's a little forgettable. Like, if I'm it, not in the mood, like if I'm going to listen to like a song with more substance, yeah. I, I might skip it. But it's an interlude. so Yeah, it's an interlude. Yeah. It's meant to introduce you to the next song, which is... Woman Like Me. Action. Put my heart on the line for the very first time because you asked me to complacency is the word. So, Woman Like Me. It's giving Spanish guitar. Mm-hmm. It's giving 90s R&B group. Mm-hmm. This is my least favorite song on the album. I'm I not afraid he was to, about say to say it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew my pause um, was going to bring that out of you. Um, Why? It's just boring to me. Mm. Like, the song doesn't build It lot. doesn't build at all. It's, it, so it makes it seem very long. Like It's just hard to listen to the whole thing. And at one point she even goes, one more time. And like starts and the you're like, cor- but we don't, we don't need it one more time. <laughs> yeah, um, like, no more times. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's apparently it's isn't it's not about Simon. 
Um, I think it's about think someone room, she started dating. I think the rumors then, are that it was it was somebody that was also in the music industry, mm-hmm. and he wanted to date her, but wouldn't ever really make a lot of time for effort. her. Yeah, and the whole song is her being like, "Look, I know I ain't a perfect person, but." You ain't ever had a woman like me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm committed if you commit to me, but I'm calling you out. This is over because you're complacent. You're Com- lazy. Complacency yeah. is the worst you're trait crazy. to have. <laughs> Are you crazy? Like, I'm here at your convenience. And she's yes. like, I'm a And she's lady. Adele. Okay. She's, a de- she's yeah. Adele. Yeah. So she's not Adele while I, all the time. I appreciate, you know, the message she's sending. I like the confidence and everything. It's just, it's a little too boring and repetitive for me. I see it. I so see it. So I'm going to rate that. This is my lowest one for sure. I'm going to do like a six. I'm going to give like a 6.5, 6.75. Okay. Are we even allowed to do that? I'm yeah, you can it do up. whatever you want. I don't hate the song, so it's definitely not going to get, like, a five or something. But it it is very repetitive. I have to be in the mood to listen to it. But it is very accessible when it comes to, like, singing it for fun. Yeah. Like, in her range. Mm -hmm. It, like, fits my range really well. Um, I really like it. Well, no, you don't. (laughs) I... I I kind of like yes, <laughs> yeah. This one it needed. To, it was like the million years ago from twenty five. Yeah. Like it's it's and a little some more people, on the softer side. Caroline, our friend, loves a million years ago. Like there, it's a song for someone. It's not a song for me. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Next song, hold on. This song. Damn. This song's a journey. It's a journey. Damn. Damn. It's a journey. It's about, you know, I mean, hold on. You're strong. You're an independent woman. It's not really, she doesn't say that. But it's about, you got it, girl. Just keep doing your best. And you will find happiness. Okay, even when times are hard, even when you hate yourself, you gotta you gotta keep looking forward. So, so this was one of the bigger songs, like instrument wise, vocal wise. Uh, there's a lot happening, and the song is six minutes and six seconds long, which is one, two, three, four, five. She has five songs that are over six minutes. On this album. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Um, she said that Hold On, like, she had, like, the chorus written, but then sat on it for months and months and months before she finished the verses and put it all together. And said that the song was essentially the thing that... I, I, when she she didn't think it was gonna be as successful like thematically as it was, and then she listened back to it and realized that she was telling herself that like 
you can get through this. You did get through this. When she started hearing the recording, she was like, oh, I made it. Um, this song, I mean, it takes a minute to warm up. I'll give her that. Yeah, I think the first time I listened to this, after, especially after listening to Woman Like Me, I was like, okay, another song that I'm kind of waiting for something to happen. But then it does happen. It does. And, and it happens real yes, good. Yeah, it's like, it's a slow burn, okay? Um, and then it, at the end, just let just, time be patient. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You gotta yeah. hold on to get to the... The good stuff in the song, yeah. yeah. Um, I think her vocals are really pretty in the beginning um again a very emotional personal song like (laughs) like the next one too but um this is like classic adele to me but Mm -hmm. again like movie like we're like it's like a movie yeah take (laughs) 21's like big songs like one and only and 25's like um hello but you know make it happy and then make it cinematic. It feels very re it feels very elegant to listen to the song with the strings when they start soaring. And it's very inspirational. Mm-hmm. Oprah said it herself, and she's a queen, so we have to believe what she said. Yeah. Uh yeah, you have this is one of those songs that like it's hard to put into words what it what it truly inspires in me emotionally like i i can't put decent words to it because it's such a powerful piece of art and it's like looking on the brighter side of things like there's a lyric where she says sometimes loneliness is the only rest we get and emptiness actually lets us forget so come on robert frost yeah she's like you know what sometimes you just need to do your own thing Sit in your feelings. Yeah, sometimes and then you have to like it'll make you through st- shit. It'll make you stronger in the end. So mm-hmm. hold on, don't give up. You got this. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's a bop, but it's it's inspirational. And it's, it's at the top. Powerful. It's at the top. Um, I would not say it's better than I drink wine. No, no. <laughs> but, but it's damn but close. It's, I, I'll give this one a nine, like I did with Easy on Me. Mm, I'm giving it a nine too. Mm-hmm. The next song, the next one, the next oh, one. People, this one's gonna make you cry. To be loved. Sounds like stars. She built a house. I have to play the big part. Girl. So, this one, does it sound like she recorded it in a bathroom? Kinda. <laughs> it's It's just like her... And the piano. This is like and she is just wailing. Wailing, like, like I. Gunter told me that she'll probably never perform this live because it is so vocally also, you can't. demanding. Like, like yeah. listening to it, it's. It, it, I I can say it as well, a vocal professional. I can diagnose that that song is absolutely ripping her vocal cords yes. to shreds. And I think 
And not in a good way. The gift she gave us was, she was like, okay, I'm never performing this live, so I'm going to record myself singing it live, sitting in my living room or studio or whatever that is, and post it on YouTube. Because this was the song she released of her just sitting down, Mm -hmm. belting the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, So we do have it, we have evidence that she can sing it, (laughs) but um, she's got to protect her voice, so. This song, damn, just, the... uh, I cannot explain the gravity of how intense the lyrics are in this song. It it's like easy on me if she wasn't trying to write it to be radio friendly or yeah. be catchy. This is like pouring heart and soul diary like 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 no more yeah. ego this is just what it is. I built a house for a love to grow. I was so young that it was hard to know. I'm as lost now as I was back then. Always make a mess of everything. <laughs> it's about time I face myself. All I do is bleed into someone else. Ugh, relatable. Painting walls with all my secret tears. Filling rooms with all my hopes and fears. Ugh. But oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> I'll never learn if I never leap. And then, and then uh, to be loved and love at the highest count means to lose all the things I can't live without. Let it be known that I will choose to lose. It's a sacrifice, but I cannot live a lie. Let it be known that I tried. So for her to find happiness and to find true love, she has to lose her husband. She has to lose this life she built with him. She could lose Angelo. You know, it's like all this stuff that she's having to give up in order to find true love. And this life that she built yeah. with two people that she cared about and still cares about. She talks about how she well, can never hate Simon and it wasn't anything that he did wrong. She just wasn't. She didn't see herself being the happiest she possibly could. And she needed to try a different lifestyle, a different way forward. And this is literally her like pleading, like, please let it be known that I tried as hard as I could to make this work. And it just didn't. And that's so sad. Just the part that it's like, she's not asking for permission. She's saying, let it be known. Like, tell it from the mountain. Write it in the paper. Whatever. Yeah. I'm taking my stance with the song. Let it be known from my mouth to your ears that nobody else can take away from me. I did the best damn job that I could. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't make it work. But I had all of these things built up around it. But I had to let it go, and even if it hurt. In the bridge, she sings about how um, she she starts singing about how she wasn't herself. Like, she started lying, trying to convince herself that she was happy, like, all this stuff. It's just, it's a bucket full of emotion. And how are you going to love somebody if you can't let yourself love be yourself. loved? Love yourself. <laughs> RuPaul. How are you going to love somebody else if you can't love yourself? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a gay man? Um, Can I get a gay, gay man? man? There we go. Yes. <laughs> um, that song is a is a nine and a half ten. It's up there with I drink wine. Yeah, I give this one a nine and a half. This one, on my best day, maybe once a year, I can sing it full voiced in tune. But most of the time, it's like gargling salt water and rocks trying to <laughs> sing it. It's just it just does not. Yeah, it's it's intense, it's emotional, 
And uh, there's a reason we'll probably never hear her sing yeah. it live. It is it is like putting a blender down your throat. And uh, but yeah, great song. And then we have the last song on the normal album, not the deluxe one. Mm-hmm. Love is a game. Cinema. Judy Garland. <laughs> Overture. This song, man. When she, again, when we saw this for the first time at the show she did at the observatory, I was like, what is going on? This is not the Adele that I'm used to. This is not what anybody was expecting. But it literally, it, it hearkens. That word is weird, but anyway, it harkens back to Judy Garland. That's just like the only way, like old Hollywood, just big orchestra, over dramatic like, film noir, yeah. like like it. It literally sounds like you're you're watching the credits roll at the end of a movie. Like and that was kind of the intent. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say it. This is the other ten on the album for me. It's so good. Like, it it, is, yeah, it's a ten. There's no yeah. way it's not. And and when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is... Because, again, there's some weird background vocals in this. Like, inevitable, you know? <laughs> inevitable. Well, she pulls a Tay-Tay in that moment. Yeah. She's like, like... She just makes up whatever rhythm she then, wants. And then there's like... I don't care. Like, it's... I don't care. <laughs> but it's just so that fun. I and, and And it's like, love is a game for fools to play, but I'm a fool. I'm gonna do it. I'm pl- I'm I'm gonna fall in love again, and I'm like, gonna go through it all again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a. I think I talked about this again, I, or before. I mean, but you know, there's this like stereotypical rule that like don't talk about like if you're gonna write a love song, don't compare it to a card game or betting. Oh, yeah. Who said or, that? It's just some Sia? random website oh, I was looking okay. at forever. Like don't. Don't say that songwriting, or don't say that love is like playing a game. Yeah, it's like an exhausted trope. Yeah, Yeah. it's Mm -hmm. like beyond. Yeah. And by looking at the title, I was like, oh no, she broke the cardinal rule. Mm -hmm. Oh no. And then I listened to the song and I was like, oh yeah, she's, she's not saying anything about it being an actual game or like wins and losses. Mm -hmm. She's talking about how... Love is this back and forth, this, like, the opening line, all your expectations Mm -hmm. of my love are impossible. God only knows how I've cried or tried. Um, I can't take another Mm -hmm. defeat. Maybe next time will be the end of me now that I see that love is a game. So... It's accepting that it's always kind of going to be a hot mess and that if you're going to try to get into a relationship or meet people, you've got to be ready for the things to go wrong. You know, Mm -hmm. it's so sad how incapable of learning to grow I am recognizing her own uh, inability to adapt sometimes. And then she's like, heartache, it's inevitable, but I know, yeah, I'm doing it well, not that I can. 
She says no good at doing it well. I'm Clearly, no I didn't know the <laughs> yeah. but, that. Yeah, but it's just like it's playful. She's singing again. This is one of those songs where it's like the topic is like pretty sad. Yeah, but it's so fun to sing and so fun. And this like, game, uh, this game, <laughs> this song is really fun to belt to mm-hmm. as well. It is, and her the range <sighs> that she shows. She sings low in this song at some points. Oh, you're. Of my love. Yeah. She's not a true and then alto, when she, And then when she goes, when heartbreak, when it's inevitable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this song's, yeah, it's a 10. There's um, no doubt about it. And then it. she's just wailing at the end. It's like the longest outro. Like, it's... <laughs> also, what yeah. a way to close the album. Like, the last mm-hmm. minute and a half of the album is just this repeated over and over, like you were just talking about. And she just keeps singing, I can love, I can love again. I love me now. Like, I loved him. I'm a fool for that. You know, you know, I'm going to do it. Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> I'll do it all again. Like, like I, I did, did then. And, and when yeah. she sings it live, she adds in a part that goes, because I'm addicted. You know, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. So she knows that after spending an entire album talking about her divorce and her heartbreak, she's like, Y'all know I'm not done, right? Yeah. Like, it's not just going to be one divorce. I'm going to buy a $54 million home with Rich Paul. And then (laughs) we might break up and I'll be poor Paul and he'll be rich Paul. Well, she'll be rich Paul and he'll be poor Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Give me all your money. But yeah, like I said, this is a 10. Um, What a way to close the album. What a way to close this album. But just when you think we're done, we're not, because we're going to talk a little bit about the deluxe Target exclusive track. Baby, we have to. Okay, so here's the first one. Again, you have to buy it from Target to listen to it, okay? You're putting the cowboy hat back on. Yeah, the cowboy hat is back. (laughs) Put them boots on. Put that big old belt buckle on. Oh, that was not a good part. A bop. It's, It's a bop. She the, should have replaced Woman Like Me with that song. The bass in this song, the... Like, it's... it's it rattles your bones. Yeah, and it's like a, a Western, but also pop. It, it's, like, it gives a very country pop... Um, I want to say... Uh, like a EDM rockish kind yeah. of vibe. And the song is about... she She's calling she's using the allegory i don't know if that's the right word of the wild wild west to describe california yeah and so like when she moved to california and how all this shit started to go down basically mm-hmm. um and it's just a fun song it's a twerking song you know uh, You're, it's not exactly that beat but oh yeah no it's not really the song but. is her at one of her most interesting when she's doing something that you're not expecting her to do. That's, that's what this song is. And it's such a, it's such a shame that mm-hmm. this one and the next one didn't make the final cut. Oh yeah. But I do understand why this one did it because it's a little more on the dancey electronic side. And it definitely would have been the, it would have stuck out like a sore thumb in the normal track list. 
I agree, but it's good, and I'll give this one an 8.5. I was going to say 8.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this next one, y'all. It's a shame it's not on the album, but it also makes sense why it's not to me, because, you know, you can only have so many incredible piano ballads. You can but... <laughs> only have so many. <laughs> this one is called Can't Be Together, and it'll, it'll rip your heart out. This is classic, like, power ballad. Imagine if someone like you, like, grew up to be a 30-year-old woman uh-huh. and took, like, acting lessons and then took dance lessons <laughs> and then took piano lessons and then went into a studio and said, I'm sad and emotional, but I'm also that bitch. The vocals are incredible. Her the some of the best vocals yeah. on the deluxe album. Yeah. And her that was a very good connection to someone like you because then it's like, never mind, I'll find like I'm you're kind of hung up on this person. And I think someone like you is it's a similar concept, but it's still a little childish, like, I'm gonna find someone exactly like you. No, you're not. But in this, it's you had this love. It was incredible for some reasons, not incredible <laughs> for other reasons. Um, and it didn't work. And I'll love you forever, but we can't be together and we need to accept that in That's order a, for us to find happiness. It's a very That's, mature yes. mindset on the divorce versus like the relationship that she was in yeah in, in 21 there's a maturity that i think that this song lends to the album that i wish she would have cut something if it <laughs> needed to be cut or just add it in it didn't just have to be 12 tracks no it could have been, been more and also but again this is like what we talked about with tay tay's bonus track it gives people a reason to buy the target deluxe you know like, there's, like, four or five other unfinished demos that they could have just, I like... I know. And they could have put this on the next album. Like, it, you know, they... I, like, but, if these are the two that got cut from the list... Yeah, there's... I want to know what the other demos yeah. that no one's ever going to hear sound like. Um, But this song, this is a 10, also, for me. Yeah, it's... Nine. 9 it is 5. one of my favorite songs to sing, like, ever. I... It's like... What are you trying to say? Huh? You heard me. I think I'm good at singing it. <laughs> well, we can't be together anymore. Um, It is... It's just... It reminds me of... What is the bonus track on 25 with the... Did you get the note that can't I... Can't let go. It, she does a similar thing where she says... At the end, it's it's like, can't let go. And then she says, won't let go. 
I at the very let go and at then the very at the end, end of this one. and then at the end of this one she says we can't be together we won't be together and it's like she does the same thing and i'm like okay girl bringing it back i doubt she did that on purpose to like relate those two songs but um i really like that bonus track on 25 um yeah it's a 10 for me so this album ugh, okay look the third bonus track, we're not even really going to talk about. It's a duet it's, with Chris Stapleton on Easy On Me, but mm-hmm. it's her normal vocal on Easy On Me. And him harmonizing. Where he's just harmonizing over her, and their voices clash when it comes to, like, their tone, color, yeah. and quality. They do not they do not blend well together. He just sticks out like a sore thumb. It's not the vibe. I also just don't like when people write songs that say featuring someone and they're just singing in the background and they don't have their own verse or anything like that. Like it was just not necessary. How are you going to sing a song that's literally titled easy on me mm -hmm. and then have a guest on who is screaming the song? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I just scared scared the crap out of our cats. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not being dramatic when I say that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it's it's a lot. That it kind of I would give it a three or whatever. Like, is don't listen to it. Just listen to the normal easy on me. Yeah, it's not worth buying the Target version for that no. one. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, that is the album thirty. And we you know what? It. If in Vegas she sang "Can't Be Together" and she's not going to. But if she did, it would, like, make my entire life. But she's not going to. She's not going to. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah. I haven't seen the set list, but there's no way. Oh. Out of her albums, what do we rank this one? So she's got four. Where do we put this one out of four? What's your number one? I think I would write this number two. Ooh. I think 21 is her best album. I was going to say, I think... I. Th- This is really hard for me because honestly, 30, 21 are a close tie and Mm -hmm. 25 is like marginally second place. Yeah, that's that's how I feel too. And then poor 19. But But you know what? If we were not (laughs) doing anything super fancy, I would say one is 21 because Mm -hmm. it spoke to so many people and is is an amazing work of art. Number two, 30... Number three, 25. Number four, 19. So we have the same ranking. Yeah. And I do love 25. Don't let 25 be in third place be oh, a Water bad Under thing. the Bridge yeah. is one of my two favorite <laughs> no. songs. My favorite songs aren't even from uh, the top two. Like, mm-hmm. my well, one of them is. I love Turning Tables from 21, and I love Water Under the Bridge from 25. I yeah. love I Drink Wine, but I don't know if it's... Water Under the Bridge or Turning Tables uh, favorite just because oh, they've see, been out I way think longer. I Drink Wine is my favorite Adele song of all time. Mm. But that's just me. Um, but yeah. Uh, so we are going to see her Vegas residency. Um, we'll be in Vegas when this comes out. There was drama about it. You, you know, we'll we get all into know. the nitty gritty yeah. next week, I'm yeah. sure. Um, and. We hope you enjoyed this little history of Adele slash review of 30 to get you into the Adele spirit. If you live under a rock and you've not listened to this album, you you need to drop everything. Stop, drop, and go roll in the deep and listen to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on socials. Yeah. 
You need to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UpOutPod. Follow us on our YouTube, Up and Out Pod. You can follow me, Gunta, on Twitter, Instagram at Gunter McCourt, Facebook and TikTok, Gunter the Singer, and my website is GunterTheSinger.com. Go listen to my music. Yes, listen to his music. Inspired by Adele, so if you're a mm-hmm. fan, you might like it. My TikTok is Terrell1227, and my Instagram is Trevor T. Van Vliet. You can give me a follow if you want, but... I'd rather you follow Gunter. No, you are going to follow both of them. Okay. <laughs> um, and what you're also going to do before we sign off. Oh, five stars, five stars, freaking only. You're okay. you're going to review us five stars, no questions asked. On the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. And go ahead and go like and comment on our YouTube videos because we got to get in the algorithm, people. Okay? Look, Al Gore can't dance and we're trying to help him. So mm-hmm. get us in the rhythm. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, part one of the Adelisode. Mm-hmm. Part two coming soon. We're going to talk all about Vegas and how much money I spent on stuff I don't need from her one-time pop-up shop. Yes, and check out our Instagram for pictures of our kitties. We're going to post another one tonight, probably. They're so, so. cute. They and slept on the table the whole Yes, podcast. they did so well. They stopped purring and just, just listened to our voices and napped. Which, with our grading opinions, yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of Anyway, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go listen to an Adele song or my songs. Think out there.